Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Two nights a week on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I'm considering this one. What has the last year meant? It's one year and 55 days since the first novel coronavirus case was detected in India. and we are reporting 11,784,880 cases with 160,696 deaths it has also been one year since the first episode of this little podcast and tonight i wanted to reflect on the year gone by let me play you a few lines from our first episode every night after the house is finally quiet I think about all of the new information that I've come across that day and I try to crystallize it down to one question. It's day 54 of the coronavirus epidemic in India and 519 people have tested positive and 10 people have died. Last evening Prime Minister Narendra Modi declared a 21 day lockdown across the whole country. The simplest way of understanding this is that Mr Modi has been briefed that the numbers are going to rise fast. and the country has to do all it can to stop transmission right now before that happens it's difficult to listen to those lines again because i can clearly remember what i felt that night blind panic the thought of being in a 21 day curfew was terrifying would we have enough supplies would i not be able to see my in-laws who live in the next suburb how would my kids take to this enormous change Other worries had already begun piling up. People were being laid off in media organizations, and there were pay cuts everywhere, including for me. At the same time, I needed to make sense of this new virus. There was new information pouring in all day, but between housework and cooking and watching my kids, I couldn't sit down to think about it until the night. I started the podcast as much to calm the storm in my mind as anything, really. In the weeks and months that followed the podcast became in some ways an anchor. It made me stop to process information rather than just letting it all wash over me. It allowed me to ask simple and basic questions and to not have to appear to know the answers. It gave me the opportunity to speak to incredible experts. Most of all it gave me a space for reflection. So with your indulgence for just one episode I'm going to reflect on what I learned over the last year doing this podcast. I learned that while it's hard for me to make sense of scientific discoveries especially when two pieces of scientific news seem to contradict each other some in the scientific community are incredibly generous. All of my understanding of the virus and the pandemic is on account of smart people taking the time to answer all of my questions. I learned that a lot of the time the answer to the question why does x place have so many cases or why does y place have such few cases really is we don't know but i also realized that people don't like to admit that so local administrators will give you their pet theory but as journalists we need to ask the question well why here and why not elsewhere and we've not seen enough of that I mean we don't even know why cases fell in September and why they're rising now but you'll hear all kinds of theories around temperature and masking and festivals and very little of what I think is the real answer which is we don't really know which brings me to another learning which is that the media in general and I specifically for sure 
do a bad job of communicating uncertainty i don't think we did a good job of communicating the uncertainty around mathematical modeling around the trajectory of the virus around sero surveys and i think the public conversation was poorer for that after the 2016 us election i remember a prominent us data journalist writing what was supposed to be a mea culpa piece about why the media and opinion polls had called the election so wrongly and yet the journalist said there was a lot of uncertainty in the opinion polling and you the reader didn't want to read that so we didn't give it to you i remember reading that and thinking what a terrible disservice to your readers i don't think i communicated uncertainty well enough in the early days but i think i'm doing a better job now i learned that the human cost of tough public health measures cannot be two separate conversations i've said before that i don't envy the government the decisions it had to take around the lockdown but the scale of the humanitarian crisis it spawned was staggering i don't think we've all fully grasped the long term impact of this past year what it did to mental health to domestic abuse to economic insecurity to trust to educational attainment to any sense of security in the moment but i do know it changed us forever i learned that the polarization of our public sphere has got so bad that answering basic questions like should we have a lockdown did our lockdown work how many cases can we expect to see over time are we sure that we aren't missing some covid deaths trying to answer any of these questions became an us versus them issue everything ultimately came down to this for pro government people to claim that india was doing better than anywhere else and for anti government people to claim that india was doing much worse than anywhere else what happened in the process i think is that we set the clock back by years in terms of people's faith in the credibility of the media and public discourse I found that getting clear answers from the government was extremely difficult. We still don't get any detailed data from the central government and have to rely on a crowd-sourced volunteer-driven website for official data instead. That's covid19india.org by the way and the folks there do really great work. Not just data, we haven't been able to get good answers from the government on most things including drug approvals, vaccine approvals, routine health services, the PM cares fund. and it's not for a lack of journalists trying so that's one thing the pandemic really reinforced for me just how hard it is to get basic information out of this government and how normalized that's become i learned that many of the big changes that we need and that politicians promise are ones that we cannot really pull off so the big question was not really whether states did or did not use the lockdown to ramp up state capacity but whether they could and my answer for why we have so many cases despite taking the virus seriously and imposing an early lockdown is just that it's because our government might like to talk a big game about what it can do but it simply does not have the state capacity to pull off big structural change quickly but i also learned and this is something that i've known for some time through reporting that a lot of what state machinery can pull off is pretty incredible i found that about contact tracing and now about vaccinations but there's a few caveats there one is that privilege plays a big role in your access to the best parts of state machinery and we saw that with hospital beds for instance the other caveat is that a lot of state machinery still rules through brute force surveillance religious profiling and bias aggressive lockdowns police violence 
muddied consent for trials. It's all happened. And so civil society oversight is something we should be welcoming rather than demonizing. I've learned that the story is not over yet and that being humble in the face of the virus is not just something to say. It's actually a pretty scientific response. The numbers in India the last few weeks have been a real cause for concern and the clear beginning of a second wave with the added fear of reinfections and variants. I've learned that this was a year of sheer trauma for millions. We have missed human connection so deeply that it left many of us unmoored. People have had to grieve alone. People have had to celebrate alone. People have had to endure alone. So most importantly, what I've learned is that the times when things were good over the last year was when someone showed kindness. The kindness of the scientific community helped me understand things. The flood of migrants walking home brought forth a wave of compassion among those who were luckier. Journalists took incredible risks to get the story out. And for me, finding this new community of listeners, a community willing to listen as I thought aloud and tried to calm the storm, was the big gift of this last year. So thank you for listening. This episode was edited by Anand Krishnamurti. On the next episode, a new question.